This is the Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Now, here's Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins. Let's bring in uh, mid-major Matt, Matt Josephs, his real name, uh, a handicapper for Sports Memo, and Matt, uh, we've got to get to these games. And let's start with a narrative-based approach because I asked PJ this. How much do you think coaching matters in these games? Because I think that's the the storyline in the K-State and Michigan State game. I think a lot of people are seeing Tom Izzo on the card and saying, I'm going to back him because he's a great coach. How much do you think coaching matters? I think they're not favored if Tom Izzo's not there. I mean, I just, I mean, also, I don't know if they're necessarily still playing. I think Tom Izzo has such respect from everybody, including the odds makers in March, that that's why they're the favorite. Uh, you know, they looked really good against Marquette. They looked really good against USC. Um, but I would argue that Kansas State has, you know, looked better at times uh, in the in this tournament so far, especially in the in the win over Kentucky. So I think coaching matters a lot, and I think especially amongst the sharps. I think that's one of the things you have to consider when it comes to March, and especially when it comes down to getting down to 16 teams left. You have to have one of the better coaches if you want to still be alive. Yeah, I agree with you, Matt. And I think that's a big reason why Michigan State is favored in the game. The other game in that East Regional is Tennessee and Florida Atlantic. Vols are a team a lot of people were looking to fade as the tournament started, but now after that win against Duke, People think they're good enough to make the Final Four, maybe even go further. Do you think that Duke game, is is that an overreaction, or are you buying into this Tennessee team, and uh, would you take them to cover this 5.5 against Florida Atlantic tonight? I actually lean towards Florida Atlantic here. I think Tennessee is slightly still overvalued because we go back to that game against Louisiana. They could have arguably lost that game. I mean, they nearly blew a massive lead against Louisiana. And I think they just happened to match up with a a Duke team that was too young, too soft, and just couldn't handle um, playing against boys. It was was really boys against men in that game. And and, and Duke just looked like a bunch of freshmen, whereas Tennessee looked like a bunch of guys who played a lot of college basketball. I don't think Florida Atlantic is going to be intimidated. I I think Florida Atlantic is a team that doesn't turn the ball over a lot. They shoot the ball really well. They play good defense of their own. And look, this is a team that's not afraid of anybody. They already went to Florida and won this season. They already have a victory over an SEC school and and some other victories from their non-conference slate. So I I think Florida Atlantic is a team that has some value here. Maybe you wait a little bit, see if there's some sharp money that comes in on Tennessee and take Florida Atlantic a little bit higher number. But I think the can certainly make this thing interesting today yeah i'll be on the five and a half with fau as well so if your handle is mid-major matt obviously we have to ask you about the most popular mid-major school of them all in basketball and that is gonzaga squaring off in a major matchup against ucla where ucla laying a point and a half i am expecting to see a great game here do you have a side do you have a total do you have an angle? Well, so here's the thing. So obviously I am a huge Gonzaga guy. I, I love the Zags. I've been a Zags fan for a long time. Uh, and uh, these two have played some tremendous games over the years. But the funny thing is for as much of a Gonzaga fan as I am, I actually have UCLA winning the tournament in my bracket. So I necessarily, now look, we all know that brackets mean nothing when you're a handicapper because you're only bet, you know, you're betting on a game-to-game basis and your bracket's like, oh, it's nice, but it's not the thing you're rooting for. I, I, I really like 
UCLA here, especially if Bona plays and especially if David Singleton plays and looking at the video, Singleton looks like he's fine considering that injury he had. Uh, Obviously, when you look at this game, Jalen Clark's injury uh, and absence is going to be huge because Gonzaga's offense is one of the best in the country. But I still wonder about their defense. I still wonder if they're going to be able to get the stops when it matters. And when you've got Tiger Campbell and you've got Jaime Jaquez, two guys who've done all sorts of things for the UCLA program, I just wonder if that senior leadership and that leadership that those two guys bring is going to be big enough to to overcome Drew Timmy, who might be one of the best college basketball players of all time. I expect this to be a really good game. I think UCLA comes out on top. I think the better side is is the over. Whenever you can get a 145 and a half with Gonzaga, I mean, that's ridiculous. You never see numbers like that. I'm used to seeing 155s, 165s even. Uh, to me, uh, UCLA has wants to slow this game down. But if you look at the last two meetings, the last two years, they just haven't been able to do it against Gonzaga. I think this is a higher scoring game. I think you take a gift when it comes to 145 and a half and the over in a Gonzaga game. Mm, yeah, Chelsea and I were talking about the total in that game earlier. I think I'm with you on that over, Matt. What about Arkansas and UConn? UConn, they might be pound for pound the best team in the country, and they've looked really impressive in their first two games. But Eric Musselman has just been so good here the last couple of years in March. The Hogs are now four-and-a-half-point dogs tonight. Is this one of those cases, Matt, where you like UConn to win, but you think Arkansas – can keep it close or do you like Arkansas outright or even UConn in a blowout? Well, so here's the funny thing. These were two teams that at different times we thought were the best teams in the country because remember entering the season, everybody loved Arkansas. They got these freshmen coming in. They got the the Mitchell brothers. They got some key transfers and everybody was riding momentum of what Arkansas did last year. So entering the year, you probably have a lot of people who put futures out on Arkansas. And of course, you know, the injuries that they've had and Nick Smith at at times didn't live up to what people thought he was going to be. And then you look at UConn who definitely was the best team in the country in uh, you know, at the end of December when they were 14 and now everybody's like, oh, Arkansas, you know, Connecticut and, and Dan Hurley, best coach in America, all this good stuff. And then they have the losing stretch and people kind of forget how good the Huskies were. The key for tonight's game is is the officiating because you're looking at two teams who are in the 300s when it comes to fouling. UConn is at 319. Uh, Arkansas is 333. Now, Arkansas gets to the free throw line a lot more than UConn does, so I'm looking at the officiating tonight. If it's a tight game, I think Arkansas is the team to go with here because they get to the line more. They're the more physical team of the two of them. If they let this be a more free-flowing game, then I think that benefits UConn, who's the better rebounding team, has the more size. So I really think this is a great live betting situation get a feel early on for the officiating are they calling it tight are they calling it loosely in which more cases than not the second half is going to be called a lot more tighter so this is a great live betting situation in this game when you can get a feel for the officiating yeah the matchup that i circled was how does uconn defend the two-point shot because if arkansas is driving to the paint and getting some good looks and also getting to the free throw line i think arkansas can definitely hang with even one of the best teams on paper, which is UConn. All right, so the biggest spread in all of these games is the Princeton and Creighton game. And speaking of teams who have looked absolutely dominant, Creighton fits that bill. But we're talking about a a 9.5-point spread here for a Princeton team that has not only covered these numbers, they've won outright. That's why they're standing here today. So do you think 9.5 points is too many points? I do, but the one thing that worries me is when Princeton's style, which is a little bit different than everybody else's, 
Um, you know, that tw- that 48-hour turnaround between Thursday and Saturday, you could tell that Missouri was confused. You could tell that Missouri wasn't ready and that they needed more time to get ready for Princeton. Now you've got almost a week here for Creighton to kind of look at the film and to kind of look at what Princeton does and kind of diagnose it and do what they can with it because, you know, I, I really like Greg McDermott as a head coach. I like Creighton's defense. The one thing is Creighton's a little bit weaker defending the three. Um, the problem is that only 29.7% of the opponents shots against Creighton are from three. So you've got a Princeton offense that wants to shoot the three, and you've got a Creighton defense that takes away the three-pointer. I'm a little bit worried about Princeton in terms of this extra prep time. You know, Arizona – I don't know what happened to Arizona when it comes to the NCAA tournament. They're usually one of the most talented teams, and they never play like it. Like, scoring 55 points against Princeton's defense was ridiculous. I don't think Creighton will get into that sort of thing. I think Creighton wins this game. I think they're a good money line piece if you want to do a money line parlay here. But I think Princeton can make things interesting, at least for the first half. And then Creighton goes, they make the adjustments at halftime, and maybe they pull away in the second half. But I think Princeton maybe in the first half could be worth a look as Creighton gets used to this system you can watch it on video and you could try and run it in practice but actually seeing it in person is a whole other thing matt let's play a game of would you rather would you rather lay the seven and a half with houston or with alabama in uh, their sweet 16 games i would rather lay it with houston um i just you know miami's been such a great story other than the fact that they basically paid for their backcourt, which is what college basketball is nowadays. I can't fault them for playing by the rules right now. Um, but I just wonder about, you know, Omier looked really good against Indiana, and TJD is one guy. But Houston is a bunch of TJDs, it feels like. They, you know, they basically play volleyball at the rim. They, they miss shots almost on purpose, get the rebound so they can get closer shots. Um, the one thing that's interesting with regards to Alabama is, you know, San Diego State plays really good defense. But if you look at what San Diego State has done against the better offenses on their schedule, they've struggled tremendously. Let me give you some numbers here. Ohio State scored 77. Arizona scored 87. Arkansas scored 78. BYU scored 75. I almost think the value in that game is potentially on the Alabama team total over because, for the most part, they've succeeded against the tough defenses they face. Yeah, they scored 59 at Tennessee. That that was kind of a blip on the radar here. I think the better value in the Alabama-San Diego State game is taking the team total over for Alabama in that one. Yeah, that's why I'm worried about San Diego State. If they can hang with Alabama in a game that's played, you know, in the 70s. I don't think so. So I am with you there. Uh, only a couple minutes left here. Uh, who do you think wins it all? That's a good question because obviously there's a lot of teams that, you know, you can certainly – we talk about the parity in this league, and there's probably five or six teams that could certainly win it. I mean, look, I think coming out of that region with Tennessee – and I think the Michigan State-Kansas State winner comes out of that region. I think whoever wins that game beats Tennessee. Um, Certainly the West, you can make a case for any of the four teams that come out of that region. Arkansas and UConn both have a shot. Gonzaga and UCLA both have a shot. Alabama, I think, has the easiest path of of the crew. But Creighton could be a little bit tough. I, I know I'm kind of hemming and hauling a little bit here. I'll stick with my pick at UCLA. I just think that they're the, the veteran leaders. I think it's Mick Cronin's time this year. I, I think UCLA comes out of that region, and I think they beat Houston, and I think they win the championship. 
Oh, yeah. I liked UCLA even last year. And I'll say they lost in a nail-biter to UNC, who UNC went on to uh, at least play in the championship game against Kansas. Great insight, as always, from Mid-Major Matt. He is Matt Josephs. Find him on Twitter at Mid-Major Matt and also a handicapper for Sports Memo. Matt, thanks for stopping by. No problem. Thanks for having me. For more, listen to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. Weekday mornings from 6 to 9 Eastern on the BeckQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts.